Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Awesome. Welcome, everybody, for those in person. How are you? Great to be with you this morning. For those online, bedrooms, at homes, in the car, office, wherever you're at, Wow, we're so honoured and thrilled that you would uh, make some time that we can gather together to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How good is our God? We're so grateful, so thankful for all He does in our lives. As we restart a new year, as we look forward to all that God is going to do in 2021, I believe it's important that we start the year off believing who God says we are, not just who we think we are. Because who knows there's a difference, right? And the, the theme of my message today is to say that there is gold in you. There is gold in you. There is greatness in you. There is talent in you. You're special, you're chosen, you're one of a kind, you're unique. There is gold in you. And we don't wanna let the circumstances of the world or the thoughts in our mind hold us back from all that God has for us in 2021. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna jump into God's Word and we're gonna study some Scripture here and understand uh, from Scripture just what is in us. What is this gold that God talks about? If you have your Bibles, please turn to uh, Judges and we're gonna start in chapter 6 and then we're going to jump into His Word. I wanna start first with a story And this happened when I was 18. I'd only been saved a couple of years and I was going to this small country town church and there's this little old lady and she would come up to me every Sunday and said, good morning, mighty man of valour. And I'm like, like... (laughs) I don't know who you're talking to. Uh, This is already a weird church. Now you're making it even weirder. Uh, My my name's not Valor, it's Miles. Uh, You know, you you got the wrong guy. And she'd say, oh, no, 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 you're a mighty man of Valor. I I didn't know what to think, you know. I'm like, she's a bit crazy, a bit on the spectrum. Um, You know, maybe she doesn't know who I am. And so I just kind of let it slide. The next week I show up at church, she'd see me and come straight for me and she'd say, hello, mighty man of valour. I'm thinking, here she is again saying this word, mighty man of valour. And I I went home the following week and I kind of researched it and and valour, you know, means strength or like a a warrior or something. I'm thinking, yeah, sounds good. Well, every week this lady would come up to me in church and say, how's it going? Mighty man of valour. And it was interesting because at that phase in my life, I did not feel like a mighty man of valour. I I was just a young kid trying to find out who God is and my my calling and purpose. Why am I on earth? I was 18 and just kind of searching for a career. And she would say these words and something in my spirit came alive. And, And I would start to actually look forward to her saying those words. And then what happened, those words started to deposit in my heart. I started to believe them. Yeah, I started to put my shoulders back and puff my chest down. I said, yeah, I'm a mighty man of valour. Well, this went on for years, for years. 
For seven years, this lady would find me every Sunday, bless her heart, and she would say, how's it going, mighty man of valour? Something in my spirit came alive through that encouragement. Something in my heart came alive when I realised there was something God had placed in me. That's what I'm praying will happen to you today that there will be a stirring inside of you. There is gold in you. There there is a future in you. I wanna encourage you as we head into 2021, we are not limited uh, by COVID. We're not limited by restrictions. We're not limited by circumstances. We serve the living God who's bigger and greater. So that's kind of the the story I wanna share with us today. So let's jump into Scripture. We'll put it on the screen. Um, We're gonna start in Judges. And uh, it is chapter 6, verse 1. And the Bible says these words, Yet again, the people of Israel went back to doing evil in God's sight. <laughs> Look, I just got to pause there. Whenever I read the Old Testament, and if you're new to church, it's kind of the Old Testament before Christ. The New Testament is after Christ. There were these Israelites in the Old Testament and they were God's chosen people, came from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And it was like this routine of they would follow God, fall away, follow God, fall away. It's like this cycle, right? And I'm like, they're idiots. You know, well, can't you just get it through to your thick skulls, Israelites, that you've got to put God first in your lives? Yet honestly, if we look at our own life, we're no different, right? Right? We go through times when we're hot for God, we're, we love Him, we worship Him, we're at church. And then there's times where we kind of struggle, we, we kind of drift, we get a bit lost, a bit complacent. So as this message is to the Israelites, it's really to us today. Are you with me there making that connection? So God put them under dominion of the Midian for seven years. Midian overpowered Israel. Because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves hideouts in the mountains, caves and forts. So these Israelites are scared. They're on the run, they're hiding out, they are fearing for their lives um, because of these Midianites. And when they planted crops, the Midian and Amaleks would, from the east would invade them camp their fields and destroy their crops all the way down to Gaza. They left nothing for them to live on. Nothing, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. These Midianites would completely destroy the crops of the Israelites, leaving nothing for them. They're destitute, they're, they're, they're in poverty, they, they, they're, they're reduced to grinding poverty, the Bible says. Let's go to verse seven. Uh, one time, finally, The people of Israel cried out to God. That's always our answer. When we're in trouble, things aren't going our way. When we're in strife or worry or crisis, we what? We call out to God. Um, And God sent them a prophet with this message. God, the God of Israel says, I delivered you from Egypt. So God sends a messenger to say, listen, Israel, I'm your God. I've delivered you in the past. I can deliver you in the future. I've never failed you. I've never let you down. And God says the same to us today. We can be encouraged. He's never gonna leave us nor forsake us. He's with us. And so He brings this word of encouragement. And then we find in verse 10, and I said to you, I am God, your God. 
Now listen to this part, you ready? Don't for a minute be what? Don't be afraid. Don't for a minute be afraid. So God is challenging the Israelites not to be afraid of the Amorites. Why is He saying that? Well, what's interesting, this word fear in the Hebrew means something completely different to what we think the English word fear is. Let's have a look in the Hebrew. The word fear is yara. Yara. Well, what does yara mean? Yara means to stand in awe, to reverence, to honour, to respect. So God has got issue with the Israelites because they're not giving Him yara. They're not giving Him awe and honour and respect. They're giving it to the enemy, the um, Amorites. And so in 2 Tim 1.7, there is another word for fear. It comes from the Greek, dalea, which means timidity and cowardness. And in this Scripture, it says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity. But God does want us to yarahim. That's the Hebrew word for fear, to reverence, stand in earth. In fact, in Deuteronomy 10.20, you must fear, you must yarah the Lord your God and worship Him. Are you yararing the Lord? Are you giving Him awe? Are you giving Him worship, respect and honour that He so deserves? See, the backstory here is the Midianites actually came from the family of Abraham. It was Abraham's second wife who gave birth to a son and that's where the Midianites came from. And they were bitter enemies for years and years, the Israelites and the Midianites. In fact, one time when they were wandering in the wilderness after being set free from captivity in Egypt, they actually came to war against the Midianites. And God gave them a great victory and, and they destroyed the, the, all the fighting men. And God said to take the whole nation of Midian out, but Moses failed to do it. See, Moses let the young virgin women live. The reason, he wanted to create wives for the Israelite men. Now, Moses was probably sleeping at night in his big tent thinking, where am I gonna find wives for all my boys? You know, where am I gonna find some great girls so that their heirs can continue? You know, man, I'm not sure about the marrying brothers and sisters and it's all just weird with the cousins and deals. So he's like, maybe I can get the Midianite women to come in and be part of this nation of Israel. So I bet Moses is getting a bit of pressure Come on, parents, from, from their, their, their sons to, to find some good-looking wives. And so he buckles. He submits, he's subdued by that pressure. I know for me with five kids and four boys, I'm always on my boys. Got to marry a Christian woman. You got to marry a, a great Christian girl. Got to marry a godly girl. And so Moses failed to follow God's commandments and remove or the Midianites. And so they actually intermarry. What's worse is the Midianite women who weren't followers of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, they had their own God. They took the hearts of the men of Israel towards Baal. 
And that's what God is upset with. So today, as we build a foundation for this message, has your heart been taken away from having God first in your life? Has something, you know, came in and taken the place of awe and respect and honour and worship? I think it's so easy to let stuff creep in. Busyness, you know, giving good stuff, family and, and church and, um, you know, doing, you know, good things for God. But if there is anything that takes a greater place in your life, it's actually wrong. God commands us that we are to fear Him, yerah Him, to respect and honour. Just contemplate that for a minute. Is there something in your life that you've put above God? Is there something that you have put more respect or awe or honour on? Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your job. Just a little reminder as followers of Christ, God is first in our lives. That, that means we're a bit full on for Him. That means we're, we're a little bit weird for God. That, that, that means we're different than the rest of the world. That means we're gonna stand out in our business or our schooling. That, that, that means we're gonna be different and unique and, 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 and people are gonna ask us, what is it about you? Why, why are you different? Well, we are our God. We, we put Him first. He, we awe Him. And so this is what God was trying to establish with Israel. And so let's continue on with the story as God answers the prayers of the people. They cry out and God responds. That's what I love about our God. No matter where we're at, no matter how bad life is, no matter how much we failed, we one call to our God and He responds. Let's pick up the story in verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valour. So here's that statement that that lady said over me. Seven years, she would say this every Sunday, you mighty man of valour. So valour means strength, might, wealth. Now here's where the story gets interesting. Gideon wasn't showing any valour of any kind. Gideon was one of these Israelites who was hiding from the Midianites and he wasn't showing any strength or any might. In fact, he was scared. He was running for his life. Yet God spoke into his life something that he couldn't see. God spoke into his life something that others couldn't see. God spoke into his life something that was there that was gold in him. Remember, there's gold in you. There's gold in you. There's gold in you. That's what I want your spirit to respond to today. There is gold in you. There's something special that God has deposited in you. So Gideon is hiding out. He's found thrashing wheat in a wine press. What does that mean? We, we don't thrash wheat in a wine press. We got a Woolies or we got an Audi or Coles. Yay, the Audi fans. Anyway, so we, we, we just get our food from the store. Well, in those days, it was an agricultural community. So they had to thrash the wheat. So they get the grain and they smash it on the ground and it separates the straw from the grain. Well, they would do that on a mountaintop where there was lots of wind. So the wind had come through and blow the sheaves and the straw away, leaving the, the, the actual grain. Gideon couldn't do it because the Midianites, if they saw him, they would rob him and take all of the grain. So he's hiding out in a wine press. What's a wine press? What's well, a sunken area where they would squash the grapes to make wine. So he is doing a job that's harder because there's no wind 
and he's humiliated because he's hiding. Yet God says to him, you mighty man of valour. I'm sure Gideon's thinking now, say what? (laughs) You know, we're, we're, we're under attack, we're being robbed. And all of a sudden, the angel says, you mighty man of valour. Here's where it gets interesting. Verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. Now, come on. Give me a break, you know. I'm trying to just get enough toast. You know, I don't even have Vegemite. I'm stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. I'm just trying to get a bit of toast to eat. Now you want me to destroy the Midianites? The angel says, I'm sending you. And, and here's Gideon's response. And this is our response. You ready? But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? In other words, Gideon said to the angel, easy for you to say. Have you ever used those words growing up? Easy for you to say. I remember my football coach at Pitwater High tells us we have to take on Bankstown and you know, we're all under 30 kgs and Bankstown, they're driving cars and got beards and we haven't reached puberty. And he's like, you can beat them. And I'm like, easy for you to say, buddy, there is no way that we can beat these boys from Bankstown. And it's funny how in Scripture, it's full of all these grand, great promises. And I sometimes ask myself, God, easy for you to say. You, you know, when, when your coach says, hey, we're gonna beat this team. Yeah, easy for you to say. Or, or the school teacher says, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna get, a, good, you're gonna get a, a great mark in this test. You know, easy for you to say. Have you ever said that? Easy for you, have you ever thought that? You know, they get the instruction from a family member or a boss or, you know, boss, I want you to double the sales. Come on, you can do it. You double your sales in the next six months. Just make extra calls. Easy for you to say, buddy, it's COVID. No one's buying your, your stuff. You know, no, no, one's, no, no one's out there selling. No one's in the shopping centres. Easy for you to say. You know, for me, I, I think about God's commandments and uh, I often laugh when I think about them and say, yeah, easy for you to say, God, like forgive, you know, your neighbour, how often you forgive them? 70 times seven. Well, easy for you to say, God, we had a neighbour move in from Penrith. Not that I'm against Penrith, I love Penrith, but they got this barking dog, man. It's barking all night, right? Anybody got a neighbour? Come on, with a barking dog, is it just, it's just you want to poison that dog or kill the dog or something, you know? And I'm like, God, easy for you to say, right? To, to forgive them. Uh, hey, don't worry about your money. You know, don't worry, even the lilies of the field, they're dressed better than the splendour of Solomon. You know, don't worry. Yeah, God, easy for you to say, I've lost my job. (laughs) You know, I've got no money coming in. Easy for you to say. Well, just trust me with your kids. I got a kid in the US of A and it's melting down over there. There's COVID everywhere. I can't even get on a plane and go see him. Easy, you with me? For you to say, well, just pray for the sick. How can I pray the sick? I'm, I'm sick myself. You know, I've got issues. I, you want me to help a marriage? I've got troubles with my own marriage. You know, easy for you to say. But here's the truth today. If God says it, He can do it. If God says it, He can do it. Because it's not our power. It's His power. So the gold in you allows the promises to be done, not because you're good, not because you've earned it, but because of the God that's in you. 
God tells a hundred year old dude, hey, you're gonna have a whole bunch of kids. Abraham thinks, yeah, yeah, easy for you to say. God tells an unmarried virgin, Mary, who's uh, just been engaged, you're gonna have the Son of God, a virgin birth. Yeah, easy for you to say that God tells a, a shepherd out looking after the sheep, you're gonna go to Pharaoh in Egypt and say, let my people go. Moses is thinking, yeah, easy, come on, easy for you to say. Uh, he appoints a teenage boy to kill a nine foot giant. It's gonna be easy, yeah, easy for you to say. Come on, say it with me. A, a young man and his friends have to face these hungry lions and he's thinking Daniel and his buddies, easy for you to say. Isn't that true? It's easy for you to say, but it actually is because He's God. Think about it. He can say anything. He can do anything because our God is God. Don't limit God by your circumstances or your limitations. Gideon was limiting God by his circumstances. Hey, we're being beaten up by the Midianites. He was limiting God by who he was. I'm the weakest and the least. That doesn't prevent God from doing what He says because He's God. He's not limited by circumstances or your ability. God is God. If your situation seems impossible today, I want you to hear me. If the promises of God seem impossible, what God is calling you to do seems impossible. I want you to know if He says it, He can do it. Because the Bible says it's not by might, not by power, not by our ability, but it's by my, my Spirit, says the Lord. Let's continue on verse 15. But Lord Gideon replied, how can I rescue? I'm the weakest, I'm the least in my entire family. All Gideon could see was his limitations, what he doesn't have. And honestly, personally, this is what I can do. I can see what I don't have. I can see weakness and limitations and say, how on earth can you do it? God has called Bonnie and I to pastor you, to, to shepherd you, to love you, to serve you, to be led by Him. And honestly, I feel, God, could you not have picked a better time? <laughs> could you have chosen a time when there wasn't COVID? <laughs> you know, we're stuck here, we can't stand, we have to wear masks, we can't sing, we've got all these limits. That's where my mind goes to the limitations. I'm thinking you guys have an hour drive to work. It takes me four hours to get to work. I'm living in Northern New South Wales. That's a limitation. Sometimes I can see the lack and say, God, how? How can I pastor these wonderful people? Then I get all insecure because you guys have been blessed to have four. I'm the fourth great pastor you've had in like four years. And I'm thinking, what if they compare me to those other three? You know, certainly one of them's better than me and they're sitting back there comparing. And So I look at the limitations. I, I look at the lack. But what we have to understand, if God says it, we can do it. If God says it, we can do it. Because He says, I will build my church. That's what He says in Scripture. So it's not my ability as the pastor. It's not my strength that brings the move of God. It's by my Spirit, says the Lord. I will build the church. Yeah, easy for you to say. It actually is easy for Him to say. And so our job is to position ourselves to allow Him to do what He wants to do, 
and not limit Him by the circumstances or by our limitations. So I don't want you to whine anymore about the lack in your job or your family. I don't want you to whine about what you don't have. No, no, if God says it, come on church, He can do it. Well, you know, I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm too single or I'm too married or I've got too many kids or don't have enough kids or don't have the qualifications to get that job so I'm not even going to apply or you don't have the money to get married or, you know, I, I, I couldn't get another job because it's COVID and nothing's, no one's hiring. Don't allow the circumstances Don't allow your personal limitations to stop you believing what God has called you to do. What's He calling you to do? I know what He's called me to do and that's lead this church, to pastor this church. And I need to hear the words, God, if you said it, I can do it. Rather than say, easy for you to say, look at all the problems and the limitations. No, no, if you said it, you'll do it, God. Because God is with me. God is with me. So here's what happens uh, as God responds to the whining from Gideon, how he's the least. The Lord said to him in verse 16, I'll be with you. Isn't that beautiful? I'll be with you. I'll be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Here's the truth we have to hang on to. God is with us. Whatever God has called you to do, He's with you. Personally, He's with me to parent my five children. He's with me to love my wife. He's with me to pastor this church. He's with me. I'm not alone. I'm not out there trying to make it happen on my own strength. God is with me. God is with you. God can do anything through you. God's not limited. So Gideon goes on to destroy the Midianites with only 300 in his army, he destroys 120,000. How on earth is that possible? Because God was with him. The same God that was with Gideon is the God that is with you. The same God that was with Gideon is the God that's with me. Doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter how long you've been following God. It doesn't matter, you know, how good or bad you are. God is with you. So what is God calling you to do? As we restart this year, God's calling me to lead our church. And I wanna see a move of God. I believe for revival, for souls to be saved, for miracles, for lives to be transformed. I don't believe we're holding back or hiding in a cave or shut down by restrictions. No, no, no. There is a God who's called us to build His church. Greater is He that is in me than he that's in the world. If God said it, He'll do it. I just have to align my faith with what He said. What is God calling you to do? What is it that God's challenging you? Is it to start a new job? Hey, don't let COVID limit you. Is is it to start a new career? Don't let your education limit you. If God said it, He can do it because He's God. Because God has placed the gold in you. So what's the gold? What's the gold that was in Gideon? Wasn't his ability. The gold is God. God is in you. Isn't that amazing concept? that as a follower of Christ, God is in you. The Bible says you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. 
If God be for you, who can be against you? What today has God called you to do? What is God calling you to do in 2021? I wanna stir your faith today. I know you didn't expect to be pushed and challenged. I'm sure Gideon is just hiding out, making a bit of toast and he didn't expect to defeat the Midianites. I don't know what God's calling you to do, but I believe as we start a new year, we have to enter into this mindset. Hey, with God, we can do whatever He calls us to do. Easy for you to say it is, because He's God. What is God calling you to do? God is with you as you drive your car. God is with you as you parent your children. God is with you as you cook your dinner and and lead your family. God is with you as you preach a message. God is with you as you're at school sharing your faith. God is with you. God is with you. No matter where you go, God is with you. If God is with you, it's not up to you. If God is with you, it's not all dependent on you. All we have to do is line ourselves and our faith up with His promises and what He says. Father, I pray today by the Name of Jesus Christ, that that Word that was spoken over my life for seven years, a mighty man of valour that brought my spirit alive to believe that who I was in Your eyes, not who I was in my eyes or other people's eyes, I pray that same Spirit will be deposited into us as a church, that we would believe what You say, that we would hear Your Word, that we would be challenged and we would be faith-filled to, if You say, it, God, we can do it. We're not held back by circumstances or held back by our weakness. Father, we have You inside of us. I pray in the Name of Jesus for revival, for breakthrough. I pray for our church that, Father, You would do what You said You would and that's build Your church, not hide out, not not withdraw, not be scared, not be limited. No, no, You will build Your church. I declare that over our place. I declare that, that You are with us. I declare that we are in a fresh new season, that You're doing something wonderful. And even though there may be restrictions and limitations, that won't stop You, God, from doing what You want. Still praying today. Some of you have not made a decision to put Jesus Christ first in your life. I love that Hebrew word for fear, yarah, 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 to honour, to awe, to respect, to admire, yarah. Maybe you've never yarahed God. Maybe you've never put Him first in your life. That's the beginning of the promises of God being fulfilled in your life is making a decision to make Him Lord, to turn from your own ways and to believe in Jesus and by grace you're saved. Maybe that's why you're here today. As we start 2021, what a place to restart by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Whether you're watching online, whether you're here in person, this is for you today. God's saying you're a mighty woman of valour. You're a mighty man of valour. You're a mighty person of valour. There's gold that He wants to deposit in you through a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, just boldly raise your hand and say, yeah, I wanna be saved. I wanna surrender, I wanna give my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe at home, wherever you're watching, you know this is you, this is your moment. There's nothing greater than to surrender to Jesus Christ, to make Him Lord of your life. Let's all pray a prayer out loud, calling on that great Name. Let's pray, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Saviour. Save me, forgive me, be my Lord. 
I want to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' Name. Everyone said, we are going to Uriah, our God. We're going to give Him all. Honour, worship, respect. He so deserves it. He's so faithful. You know, we don't deserve His love. Man, I think of the times He should have written me off. He should have just moved on. He constantly reached out His love. He's relentless in His love towards us. We don't deserve it. I'm so humbled and grateful for His goodness and His love. If all I can do is Uriah Him, honour Him, thank Him, be in awe of Him. I think that's a great posture for all of us today. We've got an opportunity to do that right now as we worship. Let's Uriah, the Hebrew word for fear, let's Uriah, be in awe of our God. Thanks, Jess.